Welcome to No Heart Left Behind's Hope in the Heart of Family Life podcast. I'm your host and executive director of No Heart Left Behind, Alicia Stickles. If we're honest, family life can be hard. Family can be our greatest blessing, but also the source of our deepest wounds. At No Heart Left Behind, we have a passion to empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. So each week, we're going to have real conversations about hard issues facing families today. It is our hope that you would be equipped with practical tools based on biblical principles for when life happens and relationships get messy. In other words, how do we flesh out all those Bible verses we know when life isn't looking like we had hoped? If you're in a season of family life that feels hopeless or you have a heart to navigate the challenges of family well, but just don't know how, you're in the right spot. So whether you are driving in your car or checking off one of your honeydews, pop in those earbuds and come find hope in the heart of family life with us. Welcome back, friends, to season two, Woo-hoo! episode one of Hope in the Heart of Family Life. My name is Alicia Stickles. I am the executive director of a ministry called No Heart Left Behind. And I am joined here today with our uh, founder, lead belief therapist, and my mom, Abby Shields. We're back in the closet again. (laughs) I love it, I love it, I missed this. (laughs) And for those of you that um, haven't listened to season one before, just so you know, we record all of these episodes in my closet. (laughs) It's kind of become a thing because people will um, I think we sent out a picture on social media one time of like a very put together podcasting studio to promote something we were doing. And I think I had like four people text me and say, what? You're not recording in your closet anymore? <laughs> I'm like, don't panic, everybody. We're we are, in the closet. We are still here. So um, did you have a good summer? I had a great summer. Went to Florida. Um relaxed, spent time with my family. It was it was great. Yeah. Uh, just what the doctor ordered. The beach is definitely our happy yeah, place. It is. Yep. I miss it. Yeah. I am really excited to jump into season two. And when I was thinking about all the the content that we have planned, all of the different series and everything, I was just really trying to think of something that tied it all together like what was the what maybe is like a common thread that I see running through all of this and you know interestingly enough you know I find that many of the times um, the Lord will give me put on my heart what I want to talk about based on what I'm experiencing in my own home and what he's dealing with me and working on my heart on. And so the thing I really wanted to talk about as we kick off season two is just this idea or this word intentionality. Um, I really feel like this comes from a place, I mean, most of you know, or a lot of our listeners know that, I mean, I'm the executive director of No Heart Left Behind, which so many exciting things are happening with our ministry, and so more and more responsibility kind of keeps coming my way with with that. Um, I'm back in school because I'm crazy, 
<laughs> pursuing uh, a master's in counseling. I'm excited about that for you. You're a great counselor. You're going to be a great, great, great counselor. Yeah, I'm very excited. I love it. Like, absolutely love, love, love. I'm at Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, but it's a lot. You got three kids. You got a husband. I have three kids. I have a husband. You love to coach basketball. Yes. I, I, I do all of the things. Like she sitting, does every one of them. Sitting still is not my spiritual gift. Um, but one one day I was, it was towards the end of the semester. Um, I was at home. Uh, the kids had just gotten um, out of school for summer and, you know, I'm running around and overwhelmed by all the different responsibilities that I'm trying to juggle. And really, I mean, I'll just say it pretty much just ignoring um, your kids, my kids. And it was almost like the Holy Spirit. And I just I remember this phrase. Um, he said, don't miss your people in pursuit of your passion. Um and that really stuck with me. And what I took that to mean was just the idea that, you know, we can get caught up in chasing our purpose and our passion that we we lose sight of, of our people, especially like our family in the house. And um, really, our first ministry is to our family absolutely and and know. satan's whole goal is to steal kill and destroy relationships and that's the way he gets us to destroy our relationships yeah and it don't. just it caused me to ask myself like am i pouring into my kids and my husband as much as i'm pouring into um school or work or or whatever um there was a podcast i think it was lisa harper's back porch theology um i heard a quote on there one time from one of her college or her seminary professors uh i think it was dr brad straight um is who she said it came and this quote really stuck with me uh he said jesus's ministry took place at the pace of three miles per hour um, because he walked everywhere, everywhere he went. And that doesn't mean that like we can't be busy and have things. Because I mean, having a family makes you busy. But the goal of having the spiritual and emotional pace that Jesus kept of three miles per hour which I really feels like when we slow down enough, that's when we can be intentional. intentional. So and um, prioritize things. What really matters? Yes, because what is it you always say to me? <laughs> what matters most should not be at the mercy. Things that matter most should not be at the mercy of things that matter least. And and that has been such a good thing for me uh, when I was coming maturing and and looking back on my life now that that was one of the things that helped me get mm, centered was abby what really matters to you what really matters yeah and so that helped me change my schedule and my priorities and put my family first because i wasn't putting my family first yeah and this this ministry i mean the basis of everything that we we do is is always comes back to jesus um and so i i just and and really when we're looking at being intentional with our family like i i just started to think about jesus and how 
intentional he was. I mean, people were his purpose. Um, and just started thinking about different passages and scriptures where where this whole idea of him moving at a pace of three miles per hour um, sticks out. And one of them is in John chapter four, where he meets with a Samaritan woman. And I just want to read a couple of those verses. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. And basically from there, the story goes on that he has this conversation with this woman um, and reveals to her that, you know, he's the Messiah. But you have these details at the beginning of the story. Um, One, that he's traveling through Samaria Based on my understanding, that is not the most direct route that he could have gone. So he purposely went off path. Um, He was at the well at noon, which was in the middle of the day. Um, And then up walks this Samaritan woman who, again, it was very strange in that time for the Samaritan woman to be coming to the well at that time. Because normally the women would go and get the water in the morning and, you know, avoid the heat of the day. But Jesus, you know, knowing that she was going to be there at that time, he sat and he waited for her. And, you know, if he was so um, hell-bent on where he was trying to get, like, he wouldn't have... He wouldn't have gone from point A to Z to get to B. Yeah. Um, so that's just like one little example of him waiting for her. And then, you know, I think about Bartimaeus in, um, I believe it is Mark 10, where he is this blind beggar on the side of the road, which basically means he has no significance whatsoever. And, you know, Bartimaeus is, you know, crying out to him, have mercy on me. And all the disciples are saying like, Basically, get away. You don't, you're not important. Like, leave him alone. He's got somewhere to go. And Jesus stops and he has a conversation with him and he heals him. Um, And then, you know, all the times he talks about the little children who, again, in biblical times, they had no, um, very little significance at all. And Jesus was always like, no. Let the little children come to me. And so I just look at Jesus. I want to have that kind of intentionality in my family. I don't want to get so busy, caught up in where I'm trying to get to or what I'm trying to get done that I'm not intentional with my people who he has called me to be the most intentional with. That is such a powerful word, Alicia. Um not just not just in families, but in your life. Um, I'm a former educator, and one of my favorite books was The Geranium on the Windowsill Just Died, But Teacher, You Went Right On. In other words, she missed an opportunity to teach a great science lesson because she was so 
unfocused or she was more focused on her lesson plans and what she had to get done and what she needed to get done instead of being aware of her students and then her surroundings. And I think that that happens with us in our lives. We get so busy going from point A to point B that we don't take time to speak to somebody who might just need an encouraging word. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a powerful word, intentional. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about like, what do you think, uh, mom, that it looks like to be intentional with family? Well, starting, first of all, being intentional to take care of yourself. I think oftentimes, and this is something that I counsel my clients with, is what do you do to be intentional to take care of yourself? Because if there's no, if you don't take care of self, then there's no self to put into the next important part of the family, which is the marriage. And so what can you do to be intentional? Is it setting your alarm clock 30 minutes earlier and getting up and exercising? Is it um, taking a 15-minute nap in the middle of the day? Is it um, going off and having lunch with a girlfriend or a guy friend, whatever? It's, I mean, it's what do you do for you? And um, so for that, that's the first thing I would say is be intentional to take care of you because you matter. And oftentimes, especially moms, they put everybody first and then themselves last, and I see them burning out, and then they don't have any of themselves to give to the next part, which is the relationship in a marriage, is that do you schedule each other on your calendar? In other words, do you have a date night? Do you, um, and the date night doesn't, you don't have to spend money. You can just say at nine o'clock on a Wednesday evening, we're going to go sit back in our back patio and and be intentional about just catching up with each other, what's going on in your life, that type of stuff. It doesn't have to be major, but be intentional with yourself and then with the relationship. And that I'm a big proponent of date nights. I'm, I, you will hear me say that over and over and over again. And letting your spouse know they matter. And then the third part, then, to be intentional with parenting. And intentional parenting is not quick fix kind of stuff. It's like, um, let me discipline my kid by yelling at him and then walking away. I'll be talking about that more in our parenting program on the familiar stranger. But it's sitting down with your child, um, taking 15 minutes out of your schedule if they want you to come throw the football or to play Barbie with them and that type of stuff. Is that be available. Um, let them know. Put down what you're doing and look at them eye to eye. Yeah. I feel like when I hear the word intentional and just listening to you talk, to me, being intentional with family is really just anything that um, ushers in an opportunity to for connection. Yes. You know, because I think you can be in a room with someone and totally not be connected with them. Like I think about, I think about my kids, you know, I am around my kids a lot, a whole lot. I mean, especially just coming off a of summer, you know, they, I'm at home with them all day. But at the end of some of those days, I would ask myself, did I really see my child today? Or did I really visit with them or connect with them? And a lot of days, the answer to that was no. Like I, 
I I mean they were there and I was there. But they were wa- they were watching TV yep. or or they were playing, playing with their friends. Which again is there those are all good things. I'm not saying that you know that every like you have to, this has to be some elaborate thing. But at the end of the day, like we call them um, time point. time touches. Right. So just small amounts of time that you are connecting with kids, connecting with your spouse. Um, you know, one thing that Carrie does pretty much every day because I mean he works a nine to five and you know but he's pretty much gone from seven to seven. Um, is he'll text me and just say, "Hey, how is your day going?" Just in the middle of the day, um, it's just another one of those intentional touches. And I mean, I imagine he's busy at work, and he can either take time to send that text or or not. And just how important it is. I mean, the I think about some of the the content that we have coming up in this season, which I am super excited about. I think we have some great. Con- we have some great content yeah. coming up. Um, you know, we've got a sex and intimacy series coming up with um, Ashley Mossy, who is a Christian sex therapist. Uh, we have a lot of content on teenagers this season. And man, being intentional with teenagers <laughs> yeah. has got it's the to the Pandora be- box. You never know what you're going when you open it, what you're going to get. It's yeah. got to be. I, I don't have teenagers yet. yet. I mean, December, I will have a 13 year old, which is like freaking me out. But, um, yeah. but we are doing a series on uh, a two part series on uh, preteens. Yes. Yeah, so uh, like the familiar stranger, teenagers, and just how important it is to be intentional during that time, especially when it feels like they don't, want they don't even really like you <laughs> <laughs> that much. Um, but there's an element of being intentional there. I mean, just uh, another series is going to be um, on uh, technology and your teenager. Is that yeah, I don't know up. if it's a series, but oh. maybe it is. I don't know. But just being intentional with monitoring the things that our kids are getting into. So there's just so, um, there's so much. And, you know, again, remembering that our spouse and our kids, that's our first, it's our first ministry. And I know for me, m- with my occupation being ministry, it gets even like harder because it's like, okay, am I pointing my kids to Jesus as much by the way I live my life in front of them as much as I am with, you know, the people I come in contact through the ministry? I mean, that is humbling. Um, There's this great quote by F.B. Meyer that says this, it says, many a man might bear himself as a hero and saint in the solitudes of Cherish or on the heights of Carmel, and yet wretchedly fall in the home life of Zarephath. It is one thing to commune with God in the solitude of nature and perform splendid acts of devotion and zeal for him in the presence of thousands, but it is quite another to walk with him day by day in the midst of a home with its many calls for constant forgetfulness of self. I mean, it is. It is because, you know, your husband and or your wife and your kids, they see your underbelly. <laughs> and, you know, am I as intentional with 
allowing my actions to point them to Jesus as I am, you know, either in my solid solitary communion with God or, you know, speaking in front of people. So, um, we talk about this thing called parallel time versus face time. Another way we might categorize that is quality time versus quantity of time. Could you talk a little bit about that and clarify that for us? Well, when it comes to being intentional, um, parallel time is just as important as FaceTime if you use the parallel time. Parallel time is basically shoulder to shoulder, all right, uh, type behavior. So when you're sitting in the car, uh, being intense with your kids and you're going from even just on your way to school if you're driving your kids to school um, I can remember I used to do that with Alicia and I would pick up a bunch of kids and so we had parallel time where we would have conversations but it would be pointed and um, specific okay so you can have good parallel time in that manner unproductive parallel time is kind of what she was just talking about there a few minutes ago is about being in the room but not seeing or hearing your children um, because you're involved in your phone or because you are involved in getting a thesis done or whatever and I think that that was some of the things Alicia was saying uh, this summer is that she was here but she wasn't here and so that's the parallel time. So there's good parallel time, which is, you know, being in the car or that type of stuff. Um, face-to-face time, depending on the age of your child and then depending on if you're married or not, the fact of the matter is, is that when you are looking at each other face-to-face, not being distracted by things around you, but being having great conversations um, uh, with your kids, playing board games or uh, being present by going for a bike ride. Face-to-face doesn't actually need to mean like face-to-face, but being interactive with those types of things. Bike rides, board games, um, going to a football game together, and family-type activities, I think. So I think if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's just that the, the, para, the parallel time becomes intentional when... There's purpose. When there's purpose and connection and interaction. Because, like, I can be riding in the car with, you know, my son, and we're we're parallel to each other, and we're... But if you're not talking to one another and or discussing something, uh, then you're just there. Yeah. You know. I think a lot of times, too, like, those, these little bits of time can seem um, insignificant or seem like, I know for me, you know, with three boys, they don't talk. (laughs) Like, and I'm even trying to get, you know, conversation out of them by asking them open-ended questions and trying all the tricks that, um, that, you know, you're told to use in terms of getting dialogue going with your kids. And it, it doesn't always work that well. <laughs> but and sometimes they have a lot to say, but most of the time they don't. But I think I think the thing for parents or, or you know, or even when you're dealing with your spouse to remember is that 
you're one, you're showing up and, and you are showing that you are interested in them and whether they respond with like a word or a grunt, a grunt, (laughs) or maybe sometimes you get those times where they come out with multiple sentences. I mean, I know parents talking about that in our second, I think it's in the second uh, episode of the familiar stranger as far as because communication during that time is really, really important. Yeah. But then I also think about it as little deposits so that when big conversations need to happen or or you create an environment, you're creating an environment for those future big conversations that need to happen. So, you know, me asking my child how their day is every day and feeling like they don't give me much back doesn't mean that that doesn't have value or purpose it's telling my kid or telling my husband that you know hey what you're doing and what you're interested in matters to me and inviting them to the table to be able to respond to that and if they don't I think that's what happens is a lot of parents get discouraged they stop asking because like either their spouse or their um their kid doesn't answer with much right (laughs) and there's there's ways that you can be uh, parallel, well, both parallel and face to face with being aware of and being around in your child's environment. Like maybe, maybe they're learning to play an instrument, and so they go up to their room and practice. For you to go into the room and say, "Hey, I, I heard you. I'd love to sit down and listen to you play." And and taking the time to listen to your child with the squeaky clarinet. Uh, I can remember when my kids were learning uh, in playing instruments for a period of time, and it was just taking the time to say, wow, I see you and I value you to, and to be able to take the time out of a busy schedule to come and sit down. And, and That's spouses, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's totally spouses. So, yeah, as we wrap up, um, and we've kind of talked about it some, but just some practical um, uh, practical things in terms of because here's the thing is that you know as adults we do have jobs we have responsibilities we have things that need to get done so let's talk about just practically balancing responsibilities with intentionality what does that look like to you well I think a lot of that has to do with managing your schedule not having a plan, not just waking up in the morning and flying by the seat of your pants and letting life happen. Yeah, there are those days, but I think that to be intentional, you've got to put these things that are important on your schedule, just like a, an appointment to go to the dentist is put on your schedule. It's, it's, it's the same thing as having time, taking the time. This is the time that I'm going to put everything else aside and spend time with my family, whether it's my spouse or my children. And then depending on how many children you have, I can remember when Alicia and Stephen were little, um, there were days that I was intentional on just picking up Alicia uh, 15 minutes earlier from school and we would go and get an ice cream cone and that was her special time. And then same thing with Stephen. I would do that on a different day, but both of them felt that they mattered, that I valued them enough to say, to say, hey, let's go spend time together. And yeah. so I think that's the biggest thing that you can do to be intentional. 
Because that's the whole point of intentionality. Like it, it's it's on purpose. Yeah. It doesn't just. It's, it's not a quick fix. No, it's it's not a quick fix. It's a hey, you matter. And remember, I don't know. In our in our last episodes, um, we talked about the MMFI across the forehead of your spouse and your children. And MMFI stands for make me feel important. Yeah. One of the main spiritual needs we have is the need to matter. Ultimately. I try to teach individuals that they matter to God, and that's ultimately all that matters. But as a human, and I'm to radiate Christ, that's the same type of behavior I want to have for my kids and my husband, to let them know that they matter. Yeah. And when and when we talk about mattering, you know, you always remind me that what matters to my family, i.e. specifically my kids or my husband, needs to matter to me. Right. Even if I don't, like, I... I have so many issues with video games, (laughs) but like my middle child is obsessed with them. Like that is his thing. That is what he loves. And, you know, obviously there's balance applied to it, but what matters to him needs to matter to me, even though I forget or I, I do not like video games at all. (laughs) And so just remembering that. And I think that, being intentional in those moments um, is is important. And so, um, because at the end of the day, you know, uh, there is, I think looking back, you, what are your children or what is your spouse going to say about you? And I have this, um, I guess, list of questions or statements, I guess it's more, yeah, it's more statements than questions, but the, but it's answering the question, what will our adult children say? And I really think this is a good place to, to leave this conversation. Um, There's a whole list of statements, but what will our adult children say? Will they say, you never talked with me. You were never there for me. You always sat in front of the television, or I guess in this day and age, the The phone. phone. (laughs) Um, You never touched me or hugged me. You were always at work. You never took the time to have fun with me. You were rigid and unreasonable. You never helped me to feel good about myself. You know, so many other statements like that. (coughs) Excuse me. Um... Or will your adult children say, you weren't perfect, but I didn't expect you to be. We used to have so much fun. Uh, I still remember some of the talks we had. You made me feel so special. I remember the stories you used to tell me. You gave me a love for nature, people, and God. You showed me how to care for others. And I knew you always tried to keep your word. And I just think that's such a good thing to keep in mind for our families is what what will your children what will your what children legacy say? are we yeah. leaving our our, our, our kids, kids. Yeah. Um, and you know again this isn't about perfection Mm-mm. I mean God God's grace covers all of our shortcomings <laughs> thank <are>. God <laughs> with our with our spouse and with our kids but if I can focus on this, focus on this question, um, and, you know, with, with everybody in my family, it's going to come to mind more often than not, because it's not about perfection. It's about progress. Um, so I just think, I think intentionality, it's a, 
Good, important word as we kick off season two. Season two, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on No Heart Left Behind's Hope in the Heart of Family Life podcast. We hope you felt seen, encouraged, and just a little more equipped to love your family well. If you want to learn more about No Heart Left Behind, be sure to check out our website, www.noheartleftbehind.com, or visit the link in the show notes. If you love the podcast, we would love it if you would follow us on your favorite podcast player. And if you love this episode, please share it with a friend. Your encouragement is not just for our egos. It really helps others find the show and encourages them to check it out. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. So until we see you again next week, go home and be a world changer.